Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory, and today I want to talk to you about market seasonality because we're on the last day of quarter three. We're going into quarter four, which tends to be for a lot of companies because of the Christmas season and the holidays, the strongest quarter of the year. So let's talk about that. And let's just talk about, too, what we just came out of here, which is typically the, the dollar time of the markets, the the summertime, the time when the markets really aren't supposed to be doing anything. And we'll talk about the whole sell in May and go away that everybody always likes to espouse. Uh so yeah, first off, sell and may go away. Do you just really sell all your stocks and go away and act like the market isn't there until about November time period and then you buy back into the market and hold again until May, which at that point you sell again? No, you never do that. In fact, or over the last few years, the summer months has been some of the best times for the market. So I actually appreciate the, the summertime and do see it as a time where you can make some profits both to the long side and short side. Uh We've seen some summers where it does fall apart, but you look at this summer here and, and the ma large majority of the market's gains this year so far has come in the summertime. So looking at the S&P 500 chart, you can see that if you go and look at the monthly, that here in May, the market was only up about one, one and a half percent about. I'm, I'm not giving you an exact number. I'm basically recalling from memory here, but Ever since then, June, July, August, September, it's four straight months of gains. And July and August were actually pretty sizable moves for the market as a whole. So, no, you don't sell in May and go away. You still continue to trade the market, follow the risk, follow the opportunities that the market has given you. But certainly you don't go getting rid of your positions just because of some old expression that somebody created. I don't even know who created it, but whoever... Did it obviously didn't have much success trading in the summertime. Now, granted, there are some seasonality issues with trading in the summertime. The volume tends to be a little bit lower. We saw some of our lowest volume levels this summer. In fact, there were some days where the volume was less than on a half day of trading on Christmas Eve. That's pretty, pretty, pretty low. Um, and and it's, so it, it can make for some pretty boring trading sessions. And particularly in August, right before school starts back up and before the Labor Day holiday, you have a lot of people that are taking those last vacations up in the Northeast. And as a result, the volume does dramatically fall off some. But um, while the volume may be lower in the seat, and during that time of the year, the, the, the trading opportunities still exist. You just have to be sometimes a little bit more patient with them. You can't expect always huge moves. Um, stocks like Johnson & Johnson or Walmart or outside of earnings 
they're not going to make massive leaps. So you just got to continue to to ride that stop loss higher if that's the direction that it's trending and uh, book profits accordingly. So now, but with us coming up on quarter four, so the, the day of this video here and podcast is the last day of quarter three, and then we'll have earnings season coming up in a, in a week or two. But you also have a midterm elections. And so the midterm elections are going to be very contentious. You've got a lot of people still bitter about the 2016 election and vowed to get the vote out and everything else. The House is expected, though I would not bank on it, uh, to go to go blue or go to the side of the Democrats in November. And uh, the Senate's probably not going to happen. The map is just very much more in favor of the Republicans. They're not going to... Uh, flip the Senate unless something just drastically happens or just an insane amount of voter turnout relative to Republican turnout, uh, Democrat relative to Republican turnout uh, happens. And I don't see that happening. There's just too favorable of a map for not only the Republicans to hold the Senate, but to actually increase their majority um, in the in the fall time here. So Senate's probably going to stay in Republican hands. The House most people think that it's going to flip. I wouldn't bank on that either, especially after what we saw yesterday with the Kavanaugh hearings. Um, regardless of what side you are on that, that still stirred up a lot of emotions and it remains to be seen which side it tends to stir up a lot uh, more of. I mean, you can probably look at it from a Democrat side and see where possibly the turnout for November could actually be suppressed and um, people actually be more discouraged as a result of the Kavanaugh hearings who were actually hoping that the Christine Ford coming forward would 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 stifle that but in any case um this the segment here that I'm doing it's not about the politics or what side you are on or who's right and who's wrong what I'm trying to get to is is that this will have an impact on the stock market and the impact um really uh, remains to be seen the the market doesn't really like change all that much. So I would see a Democrat takeover of the House as possibly creating a little bit of strife for the markets. I think the best scenario for the stock market would be for the Republicans to retain the House, retain the Senate, and for there to be no switching of, of hands. And I mean, the market has liked Trump as president so far. There's no denying that um, the market had an insane run last year. It's had a pretty decent uh, follow through this year, although. January was amazing. February was absolutely awful for investors. So I, I can I can also see um, where the Democrats taking control of the House would create a little bit of market strife and a possible sell-off going into the Christmas season. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After that, you have the Christmas rally. So what do we expect from the Christmas rally? Well, the Christmas rally is actually considered to be um, the last three trading days of the year and the first two days of the following year. That's by definition what the Christmas rally is. But a lot of people expect 
the the Christmas rally to kind of go from the end of Thanksgiving through the end of the year. And that's that's oftentimes a very bullish time. Thanksgiving t- week tends to be a more bullish week in the market, though I actually I had it one time where the, the market just fell to pieces on the day of Thanksgiving because the futures are still trading. So that was that was a fun uh, Thanksgiving to be long on. <laughs> Not really. Um, so you have the Christmas rally coming up. That's going to, uh, as long as the retail numbers stay good, Black Friday numbers stay good, the market can, should should rally off of that as long as it's beating expectations, obviously. Earnings coming up here in September and October, particularly the last, um, I'm sorry, in October and November, particularly the last week in October and that first week in November tends to be where you just get a ton of them reporting. That's just where probably 60 or 70% of your stocks are are reporting their numbers right there. If that week, you survived that week, um, you had the midterms right at that same time, you get through that and unscathed, yeah, there's probably a good chance you rally into the year end there. But uh, also remember too, December, and I don't know what it is about December, but December always seems like it's a weird weird month for me to trade. Um, there's a, st- a lot of stocks because of tax issues and everything else where people are selling stocks that might not have been doing well for them over the years. So a lot of your runners keep on running, but a lot of your laggards, you know, will lag even more. So that's also a thing that you want to keep in mind. But what what ultimately matters in all this? What what should we be most concerned about? We've talked about the whole sell and may go away effect. We've talked about the elections coming up. We talked about the effect that the Kavanaugh hearing might have on the elections. Talk about the Christmas rally. We talked about retail numbers that impact the Christmas rally. We talked about quarter three earnings, okay, the Black Friday retail numbers that are going to be coming out following um, the Thanksgiving holiday. But in all of this, price matters the most. And you can't just blindly go into season uh, to these uh, new seasonality issues and, and factors and just blindly say, I'm going long because um, November through May tends to historically be a great time period for the market or because you think the Republicans are going to win or shorting the market because you think the, the Democrats might take over the House. No, you can't, you can't do that. Ultimately, price is what matters most. And if you don't follow price, you are going to really be setting yourself up for a disaster, really setting yourself up for some, some major problems. So, so don't do that. As, as far as my first three months of trading here on the new year, it's been a great year. We've, uh, in the splash zone, we've had about a 57% accuracy rate. Anytime that you can keep a 57% win ratio going, uh, that's that's really solid. I'm, I'm something I'm very excited about and happy about. And I look forward to what quarter four has and just continue to push the, the profits higher and uh, consistently profit each and every month. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up here and um, hope you guys learned a little bit about the market seasonality issues that are going to be facing us in quarter four and where we can expect to go in the days and weeks and months ahead. Thank you and God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. 
And follow me at SharePointer on Twitter and on SharePointer's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at sharepointer.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless.